So if I really thought about it, if I really sat and tried to come up with like a top 10 or top five musical artists that I've ever heard or listened to or been a fan of, David Bowie is definitely in that conversation, right? There are so many musicians and performers that have talent and they have charisma and they have a presence on the stage or on a screen or definitely in the studio. But there are some artists that go even further, like they really transcend their work and they become a persona, they become iconic. And for me, at least, David Bowie is one of those people. So when I saw this documentary, Moon Age Daydream, one, I wanted to watch it because I'm a fan. But also, when he passed away, what, 2016, I think, I was curious, like, what would this documentary be? Because here's someone who... His work was in full view of the world. He reinvented himself. And I feel like, really, he's one of the first celebrities, or at least musicians, that took that to a new level. I mean, you've had people over the years, um, maybe Elvis being the probably biggest first musician or performer to do it to to kind of reinvent himself and I think you can make the case with Elvis maybe it was out of necessity to stay relevant and to still find a way to continue his work as an artist and I think with Bowie I, I think what makes him remarkable is that it wasn't necessarily out of Necessity. It wasn't that he needed to stay relevant. It was just him exploring, exploring ideas, exploring sounds, exploring emotions, and using that to fuel whatever the next version of himself would be. And so watching this documentary, Moon Age Daydream, that came out in 2022, I thought this would be a good way to really dive into all of that, to really understand the the ins and outs of what made this person create the work that he did and what made him present himself the way that he did and understand his process. You know, it, that's a big thing that's always fascinated me is with creative people, whether musicians, artists, filmmakers, whatever, is... What is that creative process like? For everybody, it's different. And for Bowie, I had to imagine there must have been some kind of magic in there. And watching this documentary, one, to begin with, it's beautiful to look at. If you watch it in, I don't know, 4K or high def or, you know, whatever the best quality. If you were able to somehow have seen this on the big screen, well, Kudos to you, because I'm sure this must have looked amazing. The color, the quality, the editing. I mean, this is all built and put together with existing footage. So whether it's live concert footage, footage from some of his music videos, even some of his interviews and behind the scenes footage, 
footage from some of his acting roles in films that he was in. It's all created with that. There's really no, uh, from what I could tell, there's no new footage. There's no interviews. There's no establishing shots with certain locations or certain times. It's all built uh, on things that have already been produced. And so in a way, it's a little more of a remix style documentary. It's taking things that we've already seen or understand with David Bowie and reshaping them, putting them in a new context, maybe. And so the other side of it is to hear all of the music. I mean, this is a a documentary that really starts with his early days and goes into a good part of his musical career. So we hear some of this music and and some of it is in live performances. So we're hearing it a little bit differently. Presentation wise, this is really just amazing to experience. On the other hand, I got to say, everything that's not music, everything that we hear is David Bowie himself. And that means some stuff that might have been taken from old interviews. I mean, we see clips of old interviews and we hear him giving his thoughts and ideas on certain things about creativity, about music, about his lifestyle, life and death and love and the music industry. The thing that I see is that if we're trying to capture what David Bowie means in his work and what he intends for us as viewers or or listeners, what he intends for us to really get out of his work, this really doesn't quite get us there. I mean, there are parts of it where it's him, so is the way he chose to say things and express things. But, you know, there are moments where it's very inspirational and very uh, high-minded, some of the things that he's talking about. But other times where it kind of comes off uh, just very meandering and real like stream of consciousness, like he's not, it's not really clear what he's trying to say in some moments. And I don't think that's because he didn't know what he was trying to say. I think maybe it's just some, some of the pieces of interviews or whatever, they're kind of smashed together to try to make, to, to put a bigger message together. I just don't know that it really succeeds there. And it's, it's not the whole film. There's, it's, there's some parts where I'm like, I don't even know what he's been talking about for the last 30 seconds. I'm just watching the footage or I'm just watching this performance that he's doing on screen. I'm not even really listening to what he's saying. And so when you have moments like that, it, 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 it doesn't make it a bad film. It just kind of takes away from, I think, the intended impact of it. Because the idea of like, oh, we're going to hear from David Bowie about himself in his own words, in his own voice. Okay. But when it's a little bit um, cloudy or murky, uh, I feel like maybe we we should just skip that part. Just let the music play. Let the visuals wash over us. Let us just experience it for what it is. Now, all that said, I mean, it still digs into some deeper ideas that I think Bowie always kind of danced with or 
tried to find ways to examine and to express in his music, whether it's about his childhood, whether it's about love, whether it's about gender, whether it's about society as a whole. You know, there's so many things that if you look at all of the songs that he produced and wrote and the styles and the genres that he worked in and dabbled in, it's it's kind of hard to sum all of that up. It really is something where, look, if you were going to do a deep dive on the Bowie catalog, like you're going to really just blast through the discography, right? It's going to take you some time just to listen to everything, but also it's going to take you even more time to really process it, to really digest it and understand some of the things. And and I guess that's the the thing with an artist like Bowie and, and others now who have had careers for decades, for multiple decades. Like it's not the same as seeing those things play out in real time. Like if an artist released a record today, and they release another record in a year or two years from now or five years from now. Well, I've got all of that time to sit with that record and listen to it and understand it and find all the little corners and the nuances in it. And of course, that's also, that's a different time. Like, I don't think people really do that anymore. People don't listen to music that way. They probably don't even think of music that way anymore. But in this era, when we're talking about in the 60s, 70s, into the 80s, and then even the 90s, listening to music was a different kind of experience, I think. And especially if, like, this is your guy. Like, this is the artist that you follow. You're going to listen to their music. You're going to really you know, internalize it. You're going to make it part of yourself. And maybe there are people like that today, like newer artists, young artists that people listen to and they still kind of follow in the same way. And so watching this documentary was at least a, a great way to understand the creativity that was involved with his music and with his art and to see it like just presented so boldly and so dynamically. The only thing I, I wish this would have done as a documentary trying to summarize this one person's entire career is I wish it would have gone a little further into some of his later work. Because I think this really kind of stops in the late eighties. I, you know, if you look at all of the songs and the videos and performances and even some of the film roles, like we don't get into anything I think past I'm just going to say 1990. The album that really was a left turn for me, like following David Bowie as I was, you know, growing up in the 80s and then into the 90s, the album that really just took a turn where I was like, wait, what is he doing? Was Earthling. And that was a really kind of bold, experimental type of album that definitely had the Bowie touch but it was really going into like electronic music and that genre and that wave. And I don't feel like we, I mean, there's like maybe one or two kind of glimpses of some stuff from that era. 
And then we don't get anything after that. You know, if you think about it, it was in the mid-90s when David Bowie introduced his website, was it Bowie.net, I think it was. I mean, it was one of the first instances where I could think of an artist building a website that wasn't just here, look, this is who I am, this is what I'm about. But it was actually like an ISP, like people could get internet access. It, it was such a unique approach to a new technology, a new medium by an artist who, you know, maybe would have at that point been considered kind of a, a, a little too old for this, like a little too out of date for this. But that was Bowie's approach is like, I'm always looking for the next thing. I'm always pushing forward. And I mean, maybe that doesn't fit so much in the uh, in the groove of this documentary of Moon Age Daydream, but I think it's an important thing to show that he didn't kind of stop working and stop creating in the 90s. I mean, he kept going even after that, even up to his very last album, which was right at the time that he passed away. You know, that's the only thing that I think it's a little bit, I don't want to say it's a disservice, but it, it just feels like it's its cutting things short. Like we're not getting the full picture. And I guess the idea with this documentary is that it really is supposed to give us the magic behind it. Take us to another place, take us to another time and show us this person that looks unlike and sounds unlike and acts unlike anybody else we know. All right, I, that's cool. I get it. And if, especially if you weren't there in the time, like some of this David Bowie era was before I was even born. But to be able to see it in like bright, vivid color and surround sound, it, it, it at least gets you there. And so I think there's still more to his story that's not in this documentary. But if you're just really trying to understand and, and get more of what his music and his art is like, this is probably a very good starting point. This is probably one of the best documentaries about a musician that doesn't have any interviews, doesn't have any, this doesn't have any interviews with like colleagues or his peers, people from that era, people from those genres. It really is just him in his own voice and only him on screen. So I would say, you know, it's it's definitely worth a watch, especially if you're a fan. It, it particularly if you're a fan. I think ultimately it's maybe not going to be so good on a rewatch. Like I don't just I just don't think it would hold up as well. Because once you kind of see it and experience it, you're good, I think. So, um with that said, you know, I I felt like there's got to be a, another documentary that covers stuff that's not in here. And I found one. And I think, I mean, it actually came out before this documentary. It's called David Bowie, The Last Five Years. This goes into more of what he was doing at the end of his life. And whether it's his last two albums, The Next Day and Black Star, whether it's talking about his illness, which it, it doesn't really get too deep into, but at least 
gives you context for what happened and maybe how that affected his state of mind, his creativity. And it even goes into the musical that was being produced or put on um, called Lazarus. And, you know, this one is a documentary where you do get to hear from other artists that were recording with him, that were familiar with him, that were working with him on these last two albums and on this musical. So they kind of give you a little more of the picture of what was happening in the moment. And what's interesting is that they talk about the first, uh, the first of the two albums, the, the next day. And it's more about what he's trying to do, like in terms of maybe some musical direction and some of the things that he's, I, I guess, exploring in terms of ideas. Well, when we get to Black Star, you can see from from people that are interviewed, you can see that there's a change. I mean, once he realizes how sick he is and where his road is taking him, then you start to see there's a different approach to the music. There's a different approach to working. And it's curious, you know, I, I mean, I remember when that album came out and then he passes away right at the same time. I mean, it was like one, two punch, new album and David Bowie's gone. Whoa. And then to listen to the music in that album and you, you realize you can piece it together that this is a man who knows where he's going to end up and he's addressing it. And he's, he's for the time that he had, he's living with it in those songs. And I remember at the time listening to the album and I thought, wow, this is really, it's, it's sad. It's a little morbid, but it's also powerful like it really hit. And especially in the context of this documentary, like when you kind of see behind the scenes a little bit, I, I mean, it's haunting now. And for me, and look, a lot of people who have lost someone in the last few years, there's a lot about this album that I'm sure will cut really deep. Go back and listen to it. Or if you've never heard it, go listen to it. Because it's about someone who is struggling and someone who is contemplating and reflecting on life and also is surrendering in a way. And those are things that in 2016, I could have imagined. I could have tried to get there in terms of understanding what that meant. And here, the, all these years later, things that I, I've been through in my life, I'm sure a lot of people have, it's a lot closer to home. It's a lot easier to understand what he's talking about in that album. So in a way, like this one is more insightful to me. David Bowie, the last five years, just as a documentary looking at this man and this, this work that he produced in a very specific, very particular uh, 
point in life that we're all going to face. And for some, it's earlier than others. But what it means to be in that spot and to explore it, you know, not to just kind of uh, let it happen to you, but to live with it, like I said, like to really be in the moment and use whatever you have left, whatever gas in the tank you still got to do something. It's inspirational, actually. I mean, it's heartbreaking, but it's, it's inspirational because it makes me think, look, no matter where I'm at or how low I am or, or even if I'm at the end, maybe there's still something I can do. And, I, you know, I don't know. That's my take on it, I guess. It's hard to not, it's hard to hear that music and not know and not feel that there's someone basically saying goodbye behind it. That's where I say Moon Age Daydream is maybe more of a celebration, maybe more of an introduction of who David Bowie is and the music that he created and the work that he did. And the last five years is a good counterpart to that because it's also a salute and a memorial to all of that. And a little bit of a, um, a motivational message about still doing what you can with any time that you have. So both both good watches, and I think they're both on Max at the moment. I mean, you can find them wherever. But if you're a fan of David Bowie, these are absolutely, and they should be in your must-watch list if you haven't already. So anyway, that's it for this episode. I just wanted to talk about these. I actually watched these a little while back, and I was holding on to a moment where I felt where I felt well enough to talk about them. I'm not going to lie, the, the, the last five years, that documentary, and it's not even the documentary, it's Black Star, the album, it really hits deep. If you've been through that experience, losing someone, um, listen to that album. It, it'll be hard, but I think you'll get something out of it. You might see a different... Uh, you, you'll you might see a light at the end of the tunnel in a, in a way. So, all right, that's it. I'll uh, I'll catch y'all later. In the meantime, you know what it is. Go watch something new. <laughs>